Hello, folks. This is our very first podcast here, and we're here with a special guest. Daryl Hedger. Daryl Hedger, you want to introduce yourself a little bit? Ah, baseball enthusiast, longtime Padre fan, baseball lover, been a season ticket holder for the Padres, was a junior Padre, grew up in a town that was tough to be a fan sometimes. Yeah. But I never stopped loving the game. Making moves now. Making moves now, man. It's pretty exciting to this time of year to be on the possibility of being a, on the buying side instead of the selling side. Yeah, here at the trade deadline. So we've got the got the Cubs Diamondbacks game on right now, and they've got a little poll at the bottom that says, "Should the ship be banned?" We got about thirty-eight percent of voters say that the ship should be banned. What do you think? Uh, I think they should have all the ability to put players exactly where they want them. I mean, the game is still pitching and hitting. And if they're going to load one side up, you got to learn to hit to the other side. It's it's simple. You know, too many of these guys are one-dimensional. I agree. And the banning of the shift is totally like a summary of the MLB under Manfred right now is he wants to speed games up with the three batter minimum and uh, pitch timer and everything. But then you're going to create more offense by banning the shift. And, I mean, to be honest, as a fan, I've never worried about whether the game was two hours and 40 minutes or it was three hours and five minutes. You know, was it a good game or not? Was the product on the field good? Basically, if you're going to watch an entire game, it doesn't matter how long the game is going to be. You're going to watch the whole thing. And if you're not, you're not. That's right. And, I mean, is it entertaining? And sports is entertainment. It is. It's the best entertainment. Yeah, I mean, it was the original reality TV show. The original entertainment ever, if you start with the Olympics. Yeah. Way back in, is it ancient Greece? Yes, it was. Now, 2021, trade deadline basically starts at the beginning of July. Everybody starts making YouTube videos and shooting out their predictions and everything. It's very, it's all on the media now. It's a little different. Yeah, it, it seems like everything starts sooner. All the trade deadlines start sooner. All the off seasons start before the actual season even ends. Well, it's always been a league of has and has have nots, um, and it's funny to see some of the teams that have been have nots, like my Padres for so many years. All of a sudden, you know, they are going to be buyers. You know, and some of the teams you see the Yankees. With all their money, they're battling in third place right now. You know? Yeah, I love, I love baseball for that reason. Because a team like the A's has a chance to be legit. And a team like the Yankees hasn't won relative to how much money they had in quite a while. Yeah, quite a while. So you, you think the Padres are going for Gallo? Who are the Padres buying? <sighs> I mean, this is the problem. There's just not a lot of open spots on the Padres roster right now. Um, they have Hosmer, who's still under contract for five more years for big money. Um, Myers is under contract for a couple more years for pretty good money. Um, Pham is a free agent after this year, but he's probably their hottest hitter right now. Um, you just get Nola back. So, 
you know, that's a big upgrade from Caratini if he can hit like he did last year. So, would I love to see Gallo on the team? Yes, I'd love to see a big power left-handed bat that's a corner outfielder that can play first base. But, I mean, then you're putting somebody else on the bench, and it's the team, the way they have built right now, is is doesn't have a lot of options. Yeah, they got a lot of guys with the exception of basically Cronenworth and Kim that only play one position. Yeah, and Kim Kim is a small plus defender, but he just simply can't hit major league pitching consistently. You think he'll get there? How old is Kim? He's 27, so he's young, but you just look at him and it doesn't pass the eye test. The guy is a dead pull hitter and just doesn't have major league power to be a pull hitter. I mean, this goes right back to the discussion where we were talking about the shift. I mean, didn't I call his four-bounce grounder to the shortstop yesterday? Oh, yeah. We were watching the Pottery game, and Daryl goes, all right, Kim's up. Here comes a three-hopper to the shortstop. And boom. <laughs> the next pitch, three-hopper to the shortstop. Yeah. Um, and he is a nice defender. Early in his career, Gallo also played first base. Yeah. Hosmer has been about as inconsistent as Will Myers. Yes. So if you could bring in a guy that could replace either of those guys on a cold streak, that'd be pretty great. Yeah, I just wonder what they are going to have to give up for him. I mean, Padres still, I mean, they gave up a lot of prospects last year going for broke. And they still have a a ton of prospects. Um, I just don't want to see him get rid of Robert Hassel, uh, Capasano, or Mackenzie Gore. Um, After that, you know, I mean, because Gallo's under contract for one more year and the Yankees, the Phillies, and the Mets are all suitors, I mean, what do you have to give up to get them? Gallo on the Mets would be sweet because I think with some protection, Pete Alonso is a totally different player. Absolutely. That guy is a beast. He is. Best power hitter in baseball, if you ask him. (laughs) I mean, after watching the home run derby, it's kind of... What did you think of that swag chain he had on? That was the Padres swag chain. Oh, it was ridiculous. Now they have the home run horse. Did you see that? No, it was a home run horse. (laughs) Supposedly, the hitting coach brought in the home run horse, which is a big stuffed horse that has a Mets jersey on it. (laughs) Pretty ridiculous. I mean, it seemed a little low budget for an MLB team, but <laughs> still pretty funny. Still the Mets. Yeah. They're saving their money so they can go get uh, Escobar. Oh, I mean, there's a lot of a lot of players and a lot of teams that are sellers. Um, the Cubs being one. As a Cardinals fan, I'm loving that the Cubs are sellers this year. We need We need the Cubs to be sellers. I don't understand why they're getting rid of all that talent. I mean, I know the contracts are coming up, but to give up a third baseman like Bryant that can play the outfield that is still relatively young, I just don't understand it. Not, and Baez makes no sense to me. He needs to cut down on the strikeout rate, but still, the guy is a plus defender with a good, solid bat. He's pretty much the prototype 2021 guy. He's not going to give you a huge on-base percentage, but he's going to give you unreal defense and a ton of pop. Yeah, and he has 
either the, the most violent or the second most violent swing in all of baseball. He's trying to hit dingers every at bat. Yeah, and I mean, this being entertainment, the guy's exciting. So exciting. And why would you get rid of Rizzo? I mean, that is... I just... As a lifelong Padre fan, they did this almost every year, and it just drove me nuts. It it makes you cynical as a fan. That if they're not going to try to do the best, why should I waste my fan dollars right. and time watching games and going to games? Well, that's the big frustration as a Cardinals fan, is I feel like they never try to build the World Series team. I feel like every year... They build a team that's going to compete for the division title, and that's it. They don't ever try to be a team that's better than the Dodgers. They just try to be a team that's going to fill up the stands and get people to watch on TV. Remind me how many championships they have? (laughs) they got two in my lifetime, which is pretty decent. But there's no way you can tell me right now that that team in 2011 was meant to win a World Series. You know what? I didn't think any three of those Giants championships did they have the best team? And they got three rings in a matter of six years. That team was unreal. When you got a pitcher that can go out and throw with a sub three ERA and Bob Gardner and also hit what do you hit five or ten years a year? Yeah, yeah. Any rodeos in the off season under a pseudo name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy's pretty insane. You got to get out of San Francisco once in a while. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely not a Frisco guy. No. But, I mean, it just goes to show, if you have two or three good pitchers and some timely hitting and good defense, you can ride that to a championship. Yeah. Especially with good coaching. And Bochy was arguably the best coach in baseball. Yeah, for a while. Um, um, it's nice to see as a Cardinals fan that not only the Cubs are sellers, but also the Pirates are probably going to be sellers this year. I think they're going to dish out uh, Adam Frazier. Um, good hitter, not a lot of pop. Nope. Um, but a team like, uh, I don't know, maybe like the White Sox, they need a guy that can start rallies. They're, I think they rank at the, near the bottom, I think they're 20th in extra base hits with the bases empty. I can see him going to the Yankees too. Yeah. I mean, that keeps Torres at shortstop. But still, I mean, they need they need a middle infielder. They do. And they need guys on base when those big bats come up. Yeah, much much more scary to face a guy like Stanton or Judge if you've already got a guy or two on. Yeah, absolutely. There's no pitching around those guys. I think the Marlins are probably going to be sellers. I think they're getting rid of Marte. Marte, uh, heard a few of the pitchers might be going. They have kind of a glut of starting pitching right now. Um, in fact, today I was looking at the Padre game, and their starting pitcher was to be determined. Oh, boy. That sounds so, like watching the Cardinals all year. Well, it, it could mean that maybe that starter might be on the move also. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking when I saw that. I've seen a couple of those in AAA. A couple AAA teams are sitting there starters for a couple starts to make sure they're healthy at the deadline. Oh yeah, there's there is a lot of rumors about teams being at minor league games and scouting. I mean, there's going to be a lot of prospects move, um, and it's it's funny to see, you know, in a few years down the road, who these prospects turn out to be. Yeah, 
this is definitely, we were talking about this yesterday, this has to be the time in MLB history with the most young talent ever. It's it's unprecedented. I mean, you got Tatis that could be a 50-40 guy. Juan Soto that looks like he could be just the flat best hitter in baseball. Dude could easily hit 300 or 310 with 35 jacks. Yeah. Um, sorry to see Acuna Jr. get hurt, but man, that guy, that guy's a monster also. Yep. And those are all National League guys. That's 20, true. Under 24. Yeah. Yeah, that's scary, for sure. The American League, I feel like, is better right now, but I think the National League is finally going to get some all-star wins here in the next five years or so. I don't know if the National League is just cursed. But the American League always seems to win the All-Star game. What was it, like eight of the last ten? Yeah. It, I just feel like the pitching in the National League is not as good as the starters that the American League throws out. Could be. I mean, it always seems like the National League has a guy that is just hot yeah. this year instead of that just stud that has been the best pitcher in baseball or the top pitcher in baseball for the last few years. Well, uh, I think some of those American League guys have been pretty streaky, too. Yeah, we're going to have our fact checker here look up how many uh, many All-Star games the American League has won in the last 10 years. But speaking of streaky starters, Garrett Cole has been so hit and miss since the crackdown. Well, of course, it's easy to point fingers at the guy that plays for the big market team because there are certainly starters on other teams that have been struggling. Um, before the incident with Bauer, he had started to struggle a few yeah. starts in a row also. I mean, if you don't think those spin rates don't matter, I mean... All you got to do is look at the numbers. Yeah, the numbers never lie. Well, I'll say what Scherzer has not gotten worse since the crackdown, and he's probably on the trade block for teams like the Cardinals, who are missing a couple starters. They've won seven out of the last ten, seven in a row. Okay, there you go. The American League has seven all-star wins in a row. Yeah, the National League just never seems to measure up. But I think, do you think Scherzer's leaving? Do you think Scherzer's on the block? I think... I think Scherzer's going to go to either the Yankees or the Dodgers. I could see the Dodgers for sure. They got they always had deep pockets. They don't um, pay for anybody. And the Bauer thing is unresolved. It got pushed out another week or so before they have another hearing. And so they could potentially lose him for the rest of the year. Kershaw's got forearm tightness. I mean, that leaves... Urias and Walker Bueller as their two only healthy guys. Not that those aren't good pitchers, but down the stretch in that tight of a division, you need more than two or three guys. And that's not what their rotation looked like at the beginning of the year. Right. They looked exactly like the World Series champions they were with a lot of young talent coming up. Um, You know, it looked like Bellinger, once he got healthy, was going to be a monster, but just broke out of an 0-for-25 slump last night. Are you serious? And then left the game uh, after a triple with uh, hamstring tightness. So, I mean, they got a lot of question marks. 0-for-25, he wasn't used to running to third. No, <laughs> wasn't used to running to first. Damn, he's got a little tight. 
Yeah. I know if I tried to run to third, I'd probably snap my knee before I even got to my hamstring. Roll an ankle on a base. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the Dodgers always got deep pockets, but I don't get how they consistently pay for these players, and they always have prospects coming up. Well, they had some amazing prospects. Um, gosh. I mean, they brought up, you can get mad at them for having so much money, but they brought up all those young guys. Yeah. Miller came up through them. I think Turner came up through them. Cody Bellinger. I mean, yeah. they they John traded Verdugo and a couple others to get Mookie Betts. I mean, they had Jock Peterson. Mm-hmm. That they trade that they ended up letting go, but I mean they their farm system was was amazing. They've let a few all starters go, and they're still stacked, and they still have prospects. Gavin Lux has gotten a lot of at bats this year. I mean, yeah, Gavin Lux, nice to see him healthy again. Um, it's <laughs> if it was in any other division, they'd be in first place, but apparently the Giants are immune to losing this year. It happens. That's what we were just talking about. You never know when the Giants are going to be yeah. good. You know what's, what the Dodgers really need, what it looks like they need, is some bullpen help. They have three blown uh, games, leads, uh, after the eighth inning, three nights in a row. Well, it's hard to trade for a closer when you've already got Kenley Jansen, but Kimbrell is on the block. But I will say the Phillies are over 500 right now, or maybe right at 500, and they lead baseball in blown saves. I think the Phillies with Kimbrell would be pretty great. Yeah. There you go. There's your boy, Chris Bryant. Chris two Bryant. For two. two for two, man. He was batting 167 since June 1st, and there's a triple. I told Hamstring you. intact. He likes the heat. He likes the he- hot weather. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just don't see how the Cubs get rid of him. They're going to get something awesome. I think the Mets would probably have to give up three or four prospects to get Brian. Yeah. They've got a guy, I think it's Rodriguez, is the number 14 prospect in baseball. They'd have to give him up for Brian. Probably a pitcher. Man, his swing looks great. It's so short. Kind of like Goldschmidt. Just solid. I mean, who wouldn't want a guy that can play corner infield position or a corner outfield position. I mean, that fits with every good team in the league. Yep. Everybody's going to have injuries. Yeah. you got to have a guy that can play three positions. Mm-hmm. Especially with that skill set. It's unmatched. But he's going to cost a lot of money here in the next year or two. At 29, what do you think he gets? Oh, after seeing what some of these other guys that are so inconsistent. I mean, I've seen people get 20-25 that I feel like deserve 10 or 15. Yeah. So I think Bryant would easily be a 20 or 25 guy. I could see 25 over 5. But is that is that crazy money to let him leave Chicago? Yeah. At that point, why not just pay for him? I mean, keep him? yeah, why not keep him? It, you're a big market team. Act like it. In a baseball town. Yeah, in a baseball town. It just, it boggles my mind. It's hard to be the Chicago Cubs and want to spend money in a baseball town when you're only the second best team in your city. Yeah. Well, they have a World Series ring in my lifetime. 
<laughs> they got one. <laughs> they got one. <laughs> Man, I mean, as a longtime baseball fan, like, there's some lore about, like, a team's legendary futility that you hate to see in. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, it. it's kind of great. I mean, I, Boston went, you know, what seemed like 80 years since the Babe Ruth trade. And they finally got that monkey off the back. But, I mean, that was, it was some of the great things to root for, for teams to be awful. <laughs> it's know? just as fun as wanting a team to win, as wanting yeah. them to lose. I mean, it's like a golfer standing over a three-foot putt to win the Masters, and he shanks it. And everyone I mean, cheers. And everybody <laughs> cheers. <laughs> I mean, there's something great about that. I mean, I'm a fan of a team that's been around for 50 years and still hasn't won a championship, so. They've got one coming. I tell you, if Blake Snell could pitch the way he did last year, the Padres would be winning that division, if not close. Yeah. There's been a lot of inconsistencies with the starters. Um, and some injuries. Uh, Weathers, as great as he's pitched, is still just a young guy. Pitches like a pro, but he's, he's still... Gonna be really good. Yeah, he's just not ready to put up 160 to 200 innings yet. Right. And that might be next year. And I'm not sure what's going on with Lamette. In hindsight, it looks like maybe they should have had surgery in the offseason last year and then just called this a lost season. Yeah. Um, you know, and... Because at this is, point, he's missed all this time this year, and next season might still be a lost yeah, season. It might still be the same problem. You know, curious if Clevenger's coming back next year and how strong. Mm-hmm. I mean, it... That is the most just tough to watch wind up in baseball. <laughs> I mean, the guy is what twenty nine and has had two Tommy Johns. Um, I can't believe how many high school and super young college players I see getting Tommy Johns now. It's because they play year round; they don't ever get their arms any break anymore. And everybody throws ninety five now. Right. I mean. They, everybody's on a pitch count, so they just max effort. Mm-hmm. And so these guys just rear back and throw as hard as they can. I mean, it's it's unbelievable that they don't blow out their arms more, but, I mean, it really goes to show how guys like Nolan Ryan were just freakish. Yeah. Just freakish. That'll never happen again. No. Even if it did, they wouldn't let it. No, they would never let a guy pitch that much. No. You know, they would, if he came out of high school or college as this crazy phenom, I mean, there would be innings count, pitch count. I mean, they would limit that guy. And I mean, you don't see too many guys getting 300 strikeouts a year, much less 10 years in a row. Right. You know, that was back when they had four-man rotations. Scherzer is probably the closest to that. Yes, absolutely. Um, and you had mentioned something about Scherzer that the spin rate or the pine tar thing not affecting him. To me, he's always been a fastball pitcher. Yeah. You Which know? is weird because as he ages, he hasn't really gotten that much worse. No. Usually with a guy like DeGrom, I'm a little, I'm a little bit worried about him getting older because he can't throw 101 forever. How big is DeGrom? 6'1"? I don't think I'm mean, Scherzer. I believe is six five. 
Scherzer's a big dude. Scherzer is a big guy. Scherzer might even be 6'6". Six, six. Um, Pitchers used to be huge. Wainwright is like 6'6". Six, 6'4". Six. Six, Wait, is that no. <laughs> as, you, as you get older, you stop looking at the scale. Who's I can attest Scherzer? to that. 180, sorry. Scherzer? That's no, DeGrom. Oh, DeGrom? Yeah, DeGrom is a smaller guy. Yeah. Um, For how hard he throws. Yeah. 6'4", 180, you said? That is a skinny dude. That's a little guy. Um, all arms and legs, man. I don't know how you stay 180 at 6'4". I don't know. I've never seen that in a guy that can throw 101. Usually the heat throwers have those huge, thick legs. Yeah. But you see some of these long, lanky guys. Um, the the Dodger, the six seven guy that got hurt his arm. It's just his name is escaping me. Um, the big redhead on the Dodgers. Yes, Dustin May. Dustin May. That guy didn't seem huge as far as his build. Man, that guy threw gas. Yep. I thought that was probably the biggest injury to the Dodgers this year. I thought that kid had a shot at a couple Cy Youngs in the next five years. I agree. I mean, he looked unstoppable. And Urias looks like he's taking a step back as well. Yeah. Well, going back to the crackdown on the sticky stuff, you think... uh, do you think uh, Dustin May partake, or do you think, we'll just start here, do you think pitchers should be allowed to partake? Um, well, I think this goes to an entertain, uh, the question of entertainment. Um, what is more entertaining, strikeouts or hits and home runs? And as a commissioner, I would say, and a fan, it's got to be the excitement of hits and home runs. I mean, oh, no. it's it's great. I love pitching duels, but yeah. I'm more of a purist. But the average fan, oh, I agree. The, the bandwagon fan wants to see home runs. That's where the money's going to be for sure. Yeah, I mean, you remember the uh, Atlanta Braves uh, commercials? Chicks dig the long ball. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's true. It is. Everybody digs the long ball. It's exciting, and as it is, looking at some of the stats like we were earlier. The jump in strikeout ratio from in 2000 was at 16%, and now it's at 25%. Yeah. That doesn't happen on accident. Do I kind of think that some of that is due to pitchers. I think... Well, I also well, yeah, think pitchers. the shift contributes, but pitchers, I feel like, are getting better. I do, but... And also now, more than ever, you are going to see a different pitcher almost every at-bat. You're not going to see the same guy three times through anymore. Yeah, but now that they're measuring spin rates, you're starting to see some more data that is showing that maybe there's more guys cheating on the mound than there was. Yeah. And obviously it's something that the commissioner was looking at because it became an issue. And now you watch a game, and four or five times a game, they're looking at the glove or mm-hmm. whatever the pitcher might have on his person, his yep. hat, anything that he could be transferring substance to the ball. 
I think we're nearing the human limits on what you can hit. Because if you go out there, you it's simply not possible to be able to hit a guy that throws a 100-mile-an-hour fastball and a 90-mile-an-hour slider and an 85-mile-an-hour changeup, all with movement. You have to guess, and you have to try to hit a home run. And if Absolutely. you guess right, you hit a home run. If you don't, you strike out. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it is true. What I really like the last couple of years that they've done in the playoffs is they do the overlays yeah, those of are the pitcher's balls. And it it's the same release point, and you see the ball move five different ways. Yeah. And they have to figure that, the batter has to figure that out in a millisecond. Yep. And as an average fan, you think, oh, that ball looked right down the middle, man. That should be hittable. And when yeah. you see the overlays... Then you really start to understand how great these hitters really are, and the pitchers. You watch a guy watch strike three slider right down the middle, and you're like, "Dude, what are you waiting for?" But if you were in there, you'd crap yourself. <laughs> yeah, the slider starts right at your head. <laughs> I would buckle probably every time. <laughs> Backbreaker. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, the athletes continue to get bigger, stronger, faster, and just better at their craft. I mean, you. And they seem to be doing it at a younger age than they used to. That's the biggest thing that I notice is just people starting younger. People are specializing in sports. Like I'm coaching my little brother's baseball teams, and guys are not playing over the summer because they have basketball workouts in the summer. Like, dude, summertime is baseball. Like, you can play more than one sport when you're 12 years old. But I feel like that's not that's true less and less. Well, I think it depends on where in the country you are. If you're in a place like Texas, Florida, California, where you have great weather year-round, it's easy to specialize because you have multiple seasons. Here in Idaho, kids don't do that a lot in the wintertime. They're skiing or snowboarding. Yeah. Um, And I think think it's great for a kid to be balanced. I mean, typically, if you're going to be great at a sport, you have this God-given ability to be great. Right. well, to that point, I saw a stat today that said eight MLB teams have drafted quarterbacks that win a Super Bowl. So they're drafting these guys from a different sport because they think they're going to be great at baseball, and they go on and win a Super Bowl. That's insane. And there's, like, how many NFL teams that don't have a drafted quarterback that won a Super Bowl? How many teams don't have a Super Bowl versus these MLB teams that can pick it out? Yeah, it's – some of these guys are just – the best athletes on their high school teams or even their college teams. And you could probably stick a golf club in their hands and within a year they're a scratch golfer. Yeah. I mean, it's they just have a physical ability that a lot of people don't. I mean, just to be able to throw a 100-mile-an-hour pitch, you know, 80 or 100 times in a game, I mean, you just have to be blessed with an elbow that can yeah. bend like a... Spaghetti noodle. Have you ever heard that Ari Dickey story when he got drafted? No, <laughs> I can imagine. I loved Ari Dickey oh, and yeah. that uh, knuckler. So he comes in for a team physical, and they tell him that there's something wrong with the ligament in his elbow. And he said, okay, what's wrong with it? And they said, it's not there. <laughs> Man was simply missing part of his elbow. And had a great career. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he ever threw hot faster than like 75 miles an no. hour. 
I mean, that's that's like beer league softball uh, arm strength. But it's pretty darn hard to throw a knuckleball in upper 60s, lower 70s, too. Yeah, I remember. Oh, gosh. Um, I can't remember who said it, but it was a catcher. And they said the best way to catch a knuckler yeah, is wait till it stop stops rolling <laughs> and then go pick it up. You got to do what you got to do. Yeah, it, it's really amazing how great catchers are. And how befuddled they are when they try to catch the ball. I totally agree. That's the most overlooked part of the sport now. When guys throw 102, you got to have a guy that can catch and stick and frame 102. Oh, it's 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 insane. It's uh, it's harder than trying to hit a ball at 100 sure. miles an hour to try to catch that thing. No doubt. You know, we were up at the batting cages here, and it's. Uh, I think the machine is like 40 or 45 feet away, and they got a 70-mile-an-hour option, which is the equivalent of a 91-mile-an-hour fastball from 60 feet. And I'll go in there, and I'll, I'll hit them. I won't hit great, but I can hold my own a little bit. And then we went, when I got a new catcher's mitt, I was like, dude, I'm going to go catch 70. And we get there, I'm like, no way I'm crouching down in front of that. <laughs> you know, one of the things that has changed with in baseball is... It seems that the catcher position has become a more athletic position than it used to be. Once used they used to just be a fat guy. You used to just be a big guy and used to block the plate on a play at the plate and then yeah. once Buster Posey got his knee broken and they changed the rules, there really was no need for that big bruiser behind the plate. Yeah. Was Guys have become smaller and more athletic behind the plate. Was that the same year Yachty got that bad concussion? From the plate, the plate. I think so. Yeah. That had to be... That was a while. 10 years ago? 10, 12 years ago? We need our fact checker. When did they they make the slide rule? Oh, okay. And, you know, I grew up with it being what catchers did with plays in the plate. And, man, those guys used to take a beating. Yeah. And... I thought at the time that it was a bad rule change. It was a knee-jerk reaction. But in retrospect... No it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But in retrospect, it, I think it has been a good rule. February 24th, 2014. 2014. So eight years ago. Oh, seven years ago. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, I agree. That was a great rule change. I didn't think it was at the time, but... Um, I mean, that's the last thing you want to do is see you guys get hurt. And it's not necessary. It doesn't affect the entertainment of the game at all. No, and, and we're talking about one run in a game. Yeah. You know, I mean... It's really similar to the... I call it the Chase Utley rule. I think a lot of people call it the Chase Utley rule. And second, with the... You don't actually... Man, I don't know how exactly it works, but they give you a lot more leeway when you're turning a double play where your foot is on the bag in relation to when you catch it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've... I'm glad they kind of like made it a little tighter. I've seen guys take almost a full stride off the bag before they get the ball, and they still call them out. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. You know, I'm kind of old school. I'd like to see guys kind of taken out a little bit, but you certainly just don't want to get see guys get hurt, and that's more important than what in my day was a hustle play. Yeah. Um. I mean, the last thing you want to do is see a shortstop or your star second baseman go on the DL because a guy came up high with spikes. Mm-hmm. 
and took out his knee. Yeah, ACL is scary. Yeah, and I hope uh, Kuna Jr. can come back from his ACL tear. It's hard to know for sure, but if anybody can come back for it, from it, I think it's him. That dude works so hard, and he's in unbelievable shape. Yeah, that guy's amazing. It was such an awkward jump. It just, it was really weird when I saw it, like, that just, and then he came down wrong, and, man, as soon as he, as soon as I saw that play, I was like, ACL, he's done for Yeah, he did. I think we were here, we were here watching the yeah. MMA. Oh, yeah. When it happened. And I watched it, I was like, the heck's wrong with this guy? Get up. And then yeah. I showed you, and you're like, yeah, he tore his ACL. He tore his ACL. It's too bad. You know, the Braves... You know, I'm wondering if they're going to be sellers. I mean, they traded for Jock Peterson, but they just don't seem to be making any ground. They should have traded for a pitcher. They should have traded for a pitcher. Um, but I just, if I was them, I would just kind of stand pat and just, you know, just chalk it up to a bad year. Yep. I mean, it they happens. never seem to, to get their game together this year. It happens. Everybody has a bad year. Yep. But yeah, I agree. I'm not quite sure why they went and got Peterson. How old is Jack Peterson? I think he's 29. He might be 27. Yeah, I'm not sure. You know, we should talk about some of the upcoming contracts that guys are going to get. 29 years old. There you go. Um, so to trade for a guy that's 29 years old and cost a decent amount of money when you're not really competing for a re it's kind of a questionable move. Maybe they're trying to sell jerseys. Well, I think it was smart because it was, it was early enough before the trade deadline that they would kind of see where they were going to be. The Braves are two games below 500, and they're five games back to the Mets. But the Mets are also, uh, ground is a question mark, and Syndergaard is a question mark. If they don't make a big move and get somebody like a Brian or maybe the Escobar from Diamondbacks, mm -hmm. that division is up for grabs a little bit. If Philadelphia gets Kimbrel, they're at 500. If they get Kimbrel and the Mets don't do anything, that gets yeah. a little more interesting. That division is kind of soft. I mean, it seems like it could flip in a week. Yeah. Other than the Marlins, I don't think the Marlins are going anywhere. No, no. But it I just feels like that division is still in flux. Like, anything can happen. Yeah. You know, that no team seems to be dominant. Right. Um, and we just saw the Nationals on their huge run. They could get hot at any yeah. time. Unless um, they trade Scherzer. Yeah, I mean, what's the health of Strasburg right now? I mean, dude, that's been a question mark since he got drafted. Yeah, I mean, that goes back to how how many hundred mile an hour pitches your arm can throw. Yeah, I mean, that guy was electric. Well, we've seen a lot of guys that used to throw pretty decent, and they kind of uh, reinvented themselves to junk ballers. Wainwright used to throw 93, now he averages about 84. And Granky, 
beverages in the low 80s, I think, mid 80s. I love cranking <laughs> the ball. He'll whip out that 50 mile an hour one. Oh, uh, that thing, that is my favorite pitch in baseball. You could throw until you're 80 with that thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, Bartolo Colon seemed like he was almost 80, still pitching in the bigs. Hey, he's doing okay in the Mexican league. Yeah, well, he doesn't seem to be getting any smaller in Mexico. <laughs> he is so strong, though. Have you seen that dude work out? Oh, yeah. it's. His I haven't seen him work out, but well, his core is built like every beer league softball guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe it's stronger than beer league softball guys. I know what you're saying. But aesthetically, right. it looks like beer league softball. Gotta love watching that guy pitch. I watched it. I watched some kind of YouTube video. I don't remember watching it live, but he retired like twelve batters in a row or something like that, and all he threw was two seam fastballs the whole time. It's awesome. What's crazy is, I mean, it's like here it is. This is what I throw. Hit it. Yeah. I mean, and he stayed in the bigs for twenty plus years that way. Yeah. I mean, it was no secret what he was going to throw. Right, and usually when guys are like that, here it is, hit it, it's because it's coming at 100 plus. It's not coming at 90. Yeah, right? This guy cracks me up. We're here watching Andrew Schaaf, and we always talk about he looks a mix between Will Ferrell and John C. Riley. <laughs> he looks like he <laughs> ate Chafin. The 80s want their uh, hair and mustache back. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh, man, you got the big handlebar and the curls coming out of the... The cap. Hey, make fun of it all I want. I'd go over for 2,000 against that guy. Oh, man. Yeah, that's just a start. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anytime you think, oh, man, I can hit that guy. Yeah, just just taking that bat. You won't even come close. No, I wouldn't even see it go by me. I mean, half these major leaguers can't hit a female softball player. Hey, those are no joke. No, they are no joke, but I'm just saying, it's like, you know... Major league players can't hit a, a, right. a female softball player. And so how am I going to do against a male throwing <laughs> 95? That is an alpha. We are betas. Yes. Yeah. I mean, they're just, that's, that's what top tier athletes are. Yeah. And that, to me, that's part of the entertainment of, of watching these sports is seeing things that male and female athletes can do that, just your average run-of-the-mill, even good athlete, softball guy, right. whatever league you're playing, we just don't measure up. Mm -hmm. They have gifts. Yep, they do. I certainly don't have it. No, no. I mean, I was a good athlete in my day, I was, and I was really good at beer league softball. There you go. <laughs> I always thought it'd be cool if they took the best few athletes from each sport and had like an inter-sport Olympic thing where you could have like Tatis and Otani and then like LeBron and Steph or whatever. A couple of guys from each different sport and made them play each other's sports and see which oh, one did yeah. the best in a different sport. Yeah, that would be pretty fun. But I mean, there's certain sports you can't do that. I mean, basketball players, I mean... I don't care how good you are in baseball to take on a basketball player. Yeah, there's no, you just can't fake height. You, you think, know. Yeah, you think basketball players are the best all around athletes? Uh, if it's, it's I'm really torn between um, some football players 
and basketball players. I'm going hockey. I think hockey players might be the best athletes. Uh, yeah, but I don't think they have the size. Yeah, most of them don't. And see, basketball players and the football players have that athleticism and the size. Yeah. I mean, these guys are six eight. I mean, Giannis is what six ten. Yeah. And that guy runs like the wind, and then jumps twelve feet. Dude is unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, basketball players are just. Oh, who, did you see they did a challenge, um, and it was one of the Lakers, like the lowest guy on the bench. Um, oh, and then he played like some he, bum on the streets. He played something. like 20 different guys, played them one-on-one. Oh, no, I didn't see that. And he outscored them something like 400 to 11. Like, <laughs> oh, I mean, it was like he just burned them. And he was the last guy on the, the Lakers bench. Yeah. And that says something. I mean, we that guy is pedestrian. Right. In, in his league and is so far better than every guy that thinks, hey man, if I just had a shot. Yeah. But well, you got a shot and you, you know, you couldn't. Sometimes you're just not good enough. No, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know how much basketball you watch, but Patrick Beverly gets hated on. I think Westbrook said all he does is run around. <laughs> and well, that dude averaged 24, 25 in high school. Well, well, high school's a different thing. I, mean, I get that, but he's still a far superior athlete than anybody making fun of him. Oh, yes. Oh, I I absolutely agree. You know, I grew up with a few different athletes in San Diego that um, were just superior. Um, and you knew that they were going to be great from the start. Junior Seau was one of them. Um, he played my high school team, who at the time was ranked number one, played in the city championship, and... You see Junior Seau running the break and dunking. And it was like, and that, that was in basketball. Yeah. And so he was all CIF in basketball, and he was athlete of the year um, in football. And he was just amazing, and you knew the guy was destined for greatness. I remember um, there was Rashan Salam. Do you remember him? He played for Chicago. He played for the Bears. He was a running back. Um, had some substance issues and had a fumbling problem too. Oh, yeah. But I think he played in Colorado. But in high school, he played in um, a, a seven-on-seven uh, league and literally like didn't get tackled for two years. Dang. Yeah, and then there was Tony Clark, who now I think is the president of the Major League Baseball Players Association. He was a first baseman in a Christian league. Um, I think he went to a Catholic school or something, and I mean, he just demolished. Yeah, he just demolished these kids that were in this league, mm-hmm. and so you just hear these stories about these guys that are just amazing, and they end up having a pretty easy path to the pros, and you just, you know, they're pretty easily identified from the time that they're really young that you they've just tell. given these gifts. They just move different than everybody else does. Yes. Speaking of that, when we went to Colorado and watched the Padres play, I was blown away at Tatis's how he just moves with ease. So big, too. Yeah. I think that dude would do well in any sport. Probably. I mean, if you look at two sport athletes, um, I mean, Tony Gwynn, which was our best hitter, was... 
a great basketball player at San Diego State and got drafted in basketball. Lucky for us, he chose baseball. Um, and then there's those rare two-sport athletes, Dion, Bo. Bo, to me, is still the greatest athlete I've ever seen in my life. Probably the best of all time. Yeah. Um, I love watching that dude snap bats. Oh, man. He makes yeah. it look like a toothpick. Yeah. Uh, I, I saw a stat the other day, and I forget what his home run, his batting average, and his home runs, and <laughs> RBIs for the year when he played with the Royals, which were really, really awesome stats. And then, when the season was over, he averaged 5.5 yards of rush with the Raiders. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just like, no training camp, no nothing, just yeah. finished his baseball season, and now I'm going to destroy the NFL. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Just in his off time. Yeah. This is off baseball off season. It was a side gig because baseball didn't pay that much back then. Yeah. <laughs> I still remember that home run he hit to start off the All-Star game against Nolan Ryan. That had to be 80, 86, 87. Fact checker. We should probably give the fact checker a little respect. That's my that's my little brother, Evan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Evan. You just keep calling him fact checker. When uh, Bo Jackson hit that home run against Nolan Ryan in the All-Star game. Oh, man. I think the Cubs... I can't believe they don't have Bryant out in right field. I don't know who, who else on their team can play third base, but Hayward is just not good. I was, th- You know what? I was thinking about Hayward today, and the only reason I would trade one of the great players that Chicago might trade is if I could package... Uh, get rid of Hayward? Package Hayward in yeah. that deal. I mean, talk about an ISOR contract. I don't oh. know what happened to him. He was good with Atlanta. Um, Sucked on the Cardinals. That's all I know. Oh, man. It's, I got so tired of watching him and Fowler play out there. They kept getting these Cubs outfielders. I just... I don't understand how he's a major league... He's on a major league roster. Teams have way too much pride when they sign to somebody for a lot of money. They just refuse to bench them. Yeah. You know what's... Well, I mean, that's a product of baseball and guaranteed contracts. In the NFL, man, the second you don't produce, you are gone. Yeah. It was 1989. 1989. Bo Jackson. That was... Man, that guy was just something else. Oh, I saw the other day that it was the uh, anniversary of Robin Ventura. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and I saw a stat, and it was uh, he was the only batter to ever get six hits in an inning off Nolan Ryan. <laughs> they were all to his head, but... <laughs> that was awesome. Nobody ever went and stormed the mound on Nolan Ryan again. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't either, man. That dude would mess me up. Robin Ventura was... He got messed up. Games changed. Yeah. You don't see that much anymore. Especially with stars. I mean, Bryce Harper had, I think, the most recent major that was, charge. That was pretty pathetic, him trying to throw that oh, batting yeah. helmet. That was embarrassing. Yeah. 
he should have just stayed at home plate or just just walk to first. Just go to first. Dude. Just go to first, man. It, it looked worse. Yeah. What you did. He's a lot more likable now than he was at the beginning of his career. <sighs> He's less of a jerk now. I just seem indifferent to him. I mean, he came on so strong and it seemed like he was the next great player. But with all the new young stars, he just doesn't seem to have the headlines. Right. And we were talking about some of those young stars, and that was just the National League. I mean, you could look at just the Blue Jays. Oh, my God. I mean... If they're able to keep all those players, that's a dynasty. Of course, that's what everyone said with the Cubs, with Baez, Bryant, Rizzo, Contreras. They well, thought that was going to be a dynasty. Well, they got one. <laughs> that is a Cubs dynasty. That's a Cubs dynasty, <laughs> man. one. I mean, by the time 21-20 comes around, maybe they'll have another. Yeah. Ooh. That's not too long of a wait. Somebody <laughs> might still be alive. <laughs> well, I mean, medical advances, it's possible. You never know. I think Bartello Colon's still going to be playing baseball somewhere in that year. Yeah, he'll probably be playing in South America somewhere. Yeah. Slightly lower league, still throwing 92. <laughs> the same two-seam fastball. <laughs> the same two-seam fastball. I can't believe how long some of those guys last. It doesn't make any sense why one guy will last 15 more years than somebody else. Well, it's the same reason that some football players can hit each other 50 times a game and last 15 years. And some guys just burn out after a couple. I mean, it, it's it's just genetics, the way that these guys are built. That LeBron James draft class is crazy because you'll see all these basketball guys that will go down as, as legends, and they're all close to retired or retired or like bench role players. And well, it's just LeBron, 19 years later, still great. Was they abolished the high school draft not long after that, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't but, know if Carmelo went to college or not. Yes, he did. He won a title in his... Uh, was it with Syracuse? Where did Carmelo Anthony win a title? Um, he won... So he got a championship somewhere. Yeah, he won a championship. I, I vividly remember watching um, that NCAA final. Um, yeah, he was a one-and-done, yeah. like every really good college player. Poor um, guy. He'll never get an NBA trophy. kind of stinks. Well, he was, he was such a great scorer, um, but like a lot of guys in the NBA, never played defense. He reminds me of, say, like a Russell Westbrook, although Westbrook's a better all-around player. It still is a shoot first, a shoot first league. Yeah, it's for sure. Was it Syracuse? We're working on it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Carmelo's footwork is unmatched. I mean, we could probably put a pretty good list of stars in the NBA who have never won a title. Yeah. We talk about practice. I mean, that of, was taken so out of context. That poor guy had just lost a couple. It was like his cousin and his friend, and then they were all complaining that he wasn't at practice. He, he wasn't was like, hustling at practice. 
And yeah, I mean, and he was absolutely right. It just was a funny, funny sound bite that, that lasted guy. forever. I mean, that's what's great about all these sports is is the emotion that that comes up whether you win or lose. I mean, I remember watching the Jets, and they were up. Uh, I want to say 15, 20 points in the fourth quarter, and they lost to the Bears. Oh, no, 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 no. No, it was the Vikings. Oh, okay. I was going to say, the Jets don't win football games. Well, They're not no. winning. No, but uh, the coach was like, <laughs> we went in knowing who they were. Oh, God, I, I can't come up with this quote right now. Um, but it was, I mean, there's so many emotions that winning and losing you know evokes and to see these guys it's crazy that they make them do these press conferences right after they win or lose yeah and you see these coaches and players i mean just heartbroken or pissed yep and they gotta talk about it yeah i'm an angry loser i don't get heartbroken i just i want to go beat it next time yeah i mean I hate losing, man. There's nothing worse. I hate losing more than I want to win. Absolutely. You're supposed to win. Or as an athlete, right. you feel like you're supposed yeah. to win. So that just seems like, yeah, I did everything I was supposed to. And the outcome that I thought was... Um, yeah, like you didn't live up to your own expectations. Yes. And when you lose, man, it's really heartbreaking. And sometimes it's really tough. It's not even just the thought that I lost, it's that I let somebody else win. Yes. And sometimes it's tough to admit that, man, they were better than me today. Yeah. You know, but they're doing the same work you are, sometimes harder. But yeah, you're right. The Just the day makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. That's why baseball's cool. Any baseball team can win one game on any day. Yeah. I mean... Except maybe the Diamondbacks. If you win... At a 60% clip, which means you lose 4 out of 10 games, you're considered a great team. Yeah. That's a great season. Same thing when you're hitting. You get on base 3 or 4 out of 10 times and you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Yeah. You're one of the greatest of all time. Yeah. If you can do it for 12, 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. It's, these sports are built on mostly failure with, and if you succeed... Just a little bit, regularly, you're great. It's a little bit different than basketball. You gotta shoot fifty percent. Can you imagine if the dude got on base fifty percent of the time? I wonder if Barry Bonds did. Wow. And what year was that? When he had, he was on base more times than he had at bats, or something like that. He was walking so many times. Yeah, he was. That was an insane couple years. I mean, he was. Obviously juiced, um, but I probably saw him. I don't know six to eight times the year that he hit um, that he broke Hank Aaron's record. And if you threw him one pitch to hit, it was gone. Yeah, I mean it wasn't like oh he's 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 on base. He got a single, a double. No, it was over the wall. Man. And it just showed his record for on-base percentage in a single year was over 600. Jeez, that's insane. 
that's insane. But even in school, you get 50%, you fail. Yeah, that's a fail. In baseball, you get 30%, you're an all-famer. Man, I would have done a lot better in school if there was more <laughs> baseball involved. <laughs> oh, man. All right, I think that's a good spot to wrap it up. We're going to hopefully do another one with Daryl again after the trade deadline. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, it was a great time. Love talking baseball with you. Yes, I should clarify. He had us to his place because I'm a little bit unorganized still. So we did this just chilling on his couch, real casual. 